2 Kings 4 18-5-27 And the child grew, and one day he went out to his father, who was with the harvesters. My head! My head! He complained to his father. So his father told a servant, carry him to his mother. After the servant had picked him up and carried him to his mother, the boy sat on her lap until noon, and then he died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God. Then she shut the door and went out. And the woman called her husband and said, Please send me one of the servants and one of the donkeys, that I may go quickly to the man of God and return. Why would you go to him today? He replied. It is not a new moon or a Sabbath. Everything is all right, she said. Then she saddled the donkey and told her servant, Drive onward, do not slow the pace for me unless I tell you. So she set out and went to the man of God at Mount Carmel. When the man of God saw her at a distance, he said to his servant Gehazi, Look, there is the Shunammite woman. Please run out now to meet her and ask, Are you all right? Is your husband all right? Is your child all right? And she answered, Everything is all right. When she reached the man of God at the mountain, she clung to his feet. Gehazi came over to push her away, but the man of God said, Leave her alone, for her soul is in deep distress, and the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. Then she said, Did I ask you for a son, my Lord? Didn't I say, Do not deceive me? So Elisha said to Gehazi, Tie up your garment, take my staff in your hand, and go. If you meet anyone, do not greet him, and if anyone greets you, do not answer him. Then lay my staff on the boy's face. And the mother of the boy said, As surely as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So he got up and followed her. Gehazi went on ahead of them and laid the staff on the boy's face, but there was no sound or response. So he went back to meet Elisha and told him, The boy has not awakened. When Elisha reached the house, there was the boy lying dead on his bed. So he went in, closed the door behind the two of them, and prayed to the Lord. Then Elisha got on the bed and lay on the boy, mouth to mouth, eye to eye, and hand to hand. As he stretched himself out over him, the boy's body became warm. Elisha turned away and paced back and forth across the room. Then he got on the bed and stretched himself out over the boy again, and the boy sneezed seven times and opened his eyes. Elisha summoned Gehazi and said, Call the Shunammite woman. So he called her and she came. Then Elisha said, Pick up your son. She came in, fell at his feet, and bowed to the ground. Then she picked up her son and went out. When Elisha returned to Gilgal, there was a famine in the land. As the sons of the prophets were sitting at his feet, he said to his attendant, Put on the large pot and boil some stew for the sons of the prophets. One of them went out to the field to gather herbs, and he found a wild vine from which he gathered as many wild gourds as his garment could hold. Then he came back and cut them up into the pot of stew, though no one knew what they were. And they poured it out for the men to eat, but when they tasted the stew they cried out, There is death in the pot, O man of God. And they could not eat it. Then Elisha said, Get some flour. He threw it into the pot and said, Pour it out for the people to eat. And there was nothing harmful in the pot. Now a man from Baal Shalisha came to the man of God with a sack of twenty loaves of barley bread from the first ripe grain. Give it to the people to eat, said Elisha. But his servant asked, How am I to set twenty loaves before a hundred men? Give it to the people to eat, said Elisha, for this is what the Lord says, they will eat and have some left over. So he set it before them, and they ate and had some left over, according to the word of the Lord. Now Naaman, the commander of the army of the king of Aram, was a great man in his master's sight and highly regarded for through him the Lord had given victory to Aram. And he was a mighty man of valor, but he was a leper. At this time the Aramaeans had gone out in bands and had taken a young girl from the land of Israel, and she was serving Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, If only my master would go to the prophet who was in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. 
And Naaman went and told his master what the girl from the land of Israel had said. Go now, said the king of Aram, and I will send you with a letter to the king of Israel. So Naaman departed, taking with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten sets of clothing. And the letter that he took to the king of Israel stated, With this letter I am sending my servant Naaman, so that you may cure him of his leprosy. When the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes and asked, Am I God, killing and giving life, that this man expects me to cure a leper? Surely you can see that he is seeking a quarrel with me. Now when Elisha the man of God heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, he sent a message to the king, Why have you torn your clothes? Please let the man come to me, and he will know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and chariots and stood at the door of Elisha's house. Then Elisha sent him a messenger, who said, Go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan, and your flesh will be restored, and you will be clean. But Naaman went away angry, saying, I thought that he would surely come out, stand and call on the name of the Lord his God, and wave his hand over the spot to cure my leprosy. Are not the Abana and Farper, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not have washed in them and been cleansed? So he turned and went away in a rage. Naaman's servants, however, approached him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do some great thing, would you not have done it? How much more, then, when he tells you, wash and be cleansed? So Naaman went down and dipped himself in the Jordan seven times, according to the word of the man of God, and his flesh was restored and became like that of a little child, and he was clean. Then Naaman and all his attendants went back to the man of God, stood before him, and declared, Now I know for sure that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. So please accept a gift from your servant. But Elisha replied, As surely as the Lord lives, before whom I stand, I will not accept it. And although Naaman urged him to accept it, he refused. If you will not, said Naaman, please let me, your servant, be given as much soil as a pair of mules can carry. For your servant will never again make a burnt offering or a sacrifice to any other god but the Lord. Yet may the Lord forgive your servant this one thing, when my master goes into the temple of Rimmon to worship there, and he leans on my arm, and I bow down in the temple of Rimmon, may the Lord forgive your servant in this matter. Go in peace, said Elisha. But after Naaman had travelled a short distance, Gehazi, the servant of Elisha the man of God, said, Look, my master has spared this Aramean, Naaman, while not accepting what he brought. As surely as the Lord lives, I will run after him and get something from him. So Gehazi pursued Naaman. And when Naaman saw him running toward him, he got down from the chariot to meet him and asked, Is everything all right? Everything is all right, Gehazi replied. My master has sent me to say, I have just now discovered that two young men from the sons of the prophets have come to me from the hill country of Ephraim. Please give them a talent of silver and two sets of clothing. But Naaman insisted, Please, take two talents. And he urged Gehazi to accept them. Then he tied up two talents of silver in two bags along with two sets of clothing and gave them to two of his servants, who carried them ahead of Gehazi. When Gehazi came to the hill, he took the gifts from the servants and stored them in the house. Then he dismissed the men, and they departed. When Gehazi went in and stood before his master, Elisha asked him, Gehazi, where have you been? Your servant did not go anywhere, he replied. But Elisha questioned him, Did not my spirit go with you when the man got down from his chariot to meet you? Is this the time to accept money and clothing, olive groves and vineyards, sheep and oxen, men servants and maidservants? Therefore, the leprosy of Naaman will cling to you and your descendants forever. And as Gehazi left his presence, he was leprous as white as snow. Acts 15one 35 But certain ones having come down from Judea were teaching the brothers, unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you are not able to be saved. 
Having been brought about, then, no small commotion and discussion by Paul and Barnabas with them, they appointed Paul and Barnabas and certain others out from them to go up to Jerusalem, to the apostles and elders, about this question. Therefore indeed having been sent forward by the church, they were passing through both Phoenicia and Samaria, relating in detail the conversion of the Gentiles, and they were bringing great joy to all the brothers. And having come to Jerusalem, they were welcomed by the church and the apostles and the elders. And they declared all that God had done with them. Now certain of those who believed, from the sect of the Pharisees, rose up, saying, It is necessary to circumcise them, and to command them to keep the law of Moses. And both the apostles and the elders were gathered together to see about this matter. And much discussion having taken place, Peter having risen up, said to them, Men, brothers, you know that from the early days God chose among you for the Gentiles to hear by my mouth the word of the gospel, and to believe. And the heart knowing God bore witness to them, having given them the Holy Spirit, as also to us. And he made no distinction between both us and them, having purified their hearts by the faith. Now therefore, why are you testing God, to put upon the neck of the disciples a yoke that neither our fathers nor we have been able to bear? But we believe ourselves to be saved by the grace of the Lord Jesus, in the same manner as they also are. Now the whole multitude kept silent and were listening to Barnabas and Paul relating what signs and wonders God had done among the Gentiles by them. And after they were silent, James answered, saying, Men, brothers, hear me. Simeon has related how God first visited to take out of the Gentiles a people for his name. And the words of the prophets agree with this, as it is written, After these things I will return and will rebuild the tabernacle of David which has fallen, and its ruins I will rebuild, and I will set it upright, so that the remnant of men may seek out the Lord, and all the Gentiles, upon whom has been called my name, upon them, says the Lord, doing these things, known from eternity. Therefore I judge not to trouble those from the Gentiles turning to God, but to write to them to abstain from the pollutions of idols, and sexual immorality, and that which is strangled, and from blood. For Moses as ones proclaiming him in every city from generations of old, being read in the synagogues on every Sabbath. Then it seemed good to the apostles and to the elders, with the whole church, having chosen out from them, to send men to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas, Judas called Bersabbas and Silas, leading men among the brothers, having written by their hand, the apostles and the elders, brothers, to those brothers among the Gentiles in Antioch and Syria and Cilicia, greetings. Inasmuch as we have heard that some went out from us, to whom we had given no instructions, and troubled you by words, upsetting your minds, it seemed good to us, having come with one accord, having chosen men to send to you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men having handed over their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore we have sent Judas and Silas, and they are telling you the same things by word of mouth. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us, to lay upon you no further burden, except these necessary things, to abstain from things sacrificed to idols, and from blood and from what is strangled, and from sexual immorality. Keeping yourselves from these, you will do well. Farewell. Therefore indeed having been sent off, they went to Antioch, and having gathered the multitude, they delivered the letter. And having read it, they rejoiced at the encouragement. Both Judas and Silas, also being prophets themselves, exhorted and strengthened the brothers by much talk. And having continued a time, they were sent away in peace from the brothers to those having sent them. But Paul and Barnabas stayed in Antioch, teaching and proclaiming the good news, the word of the Lord, with many others also. Psalm 141 1-10 A Psalm of David. I call upon you, O Lord, come quickly to me. Hear my voice when I call to you. May my prayer be set before you like incense, my uplifted hands like the evening offering. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth, keep watch at the door of my lips. Do not let my heart be drawn to any evil thing or take part in works of wickedness with men who do iniquity let me not feast on their delicacies. 
Let the righteous man strike me, let his rebuke be an act of loving devotion. It is oil for my head, let me not refuse it. For my prayer is ever against the deeds of the wicked. When their rulers are thrown down from the cliffs, the people will listen to my words, for they are pleasant. As when one plows and breaks up the soil, so our bones have been scattered at the mouth of Sheol. But my eyes are fixed on you, O God the Lord. In you I seek refuge, do not leave my soul defenseless. Keep me from the snares they have laid for me, and from the lures of evildoers. Let the wicked fall into their own nets, while I pass by in safety. Proverbs 17:23. A wicked man takes a covert bribe to subvert the course of justice.